morning, church. So this morning is hope and the candle of hope. This morning we light the first Advent candle, the candle of hope. And the candle reminds us that God keeps his promises. He promised a savior and he sent one. Isaiah 9-2 reads, The people who walk in darkness will see a great light, and for those who live in a land of deep darkness, a light will shine. And Isaiah 9-6-7 says, For a child is born to us, a son is given to us. The government will rest on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. His government and its peace will never end and he will rule with fairness and justice from the throne of his ancestor David for all eternity. The passionate commitment of the Lord of the heaven's armies will make this happen. That's exciting. And now let us pray. Father, let your hope arise in our hearts. Lift our eyes up to see you, that you, are, that you alone are where our hope comes from. Help us shake off the anxiety, discouragements, and distractions that have filled this year. May we pause to remember that we have hope in you. You know the end of our stories, and we give thanks because you have promised that it will be a victorious ending. Give us the grace we need to wrap up this year joyfully. We invite your spirit into this beautiful Advent season. Renew our sense of holy anticipation. Let us be those who are waiting eagerly for Jesus to come again. More than anything, we ask that you be glorified in this season of expectation. In Jesus' name, amen. Father, today we, we're just reminded of the beautiful feet of those who have gone to so many places in this earth and risked giving their lives to bring the good news of Jesus, the good news of the gospel. And Lord, we th- we, we, we're just so grateful today and we're, we're actually not... not so shocked as to what is happening around us because we, we see, we, we understand what your word says would be in this moment in history. But Father, what we do ask is that you would give all of us the courage to not so much be distracted by the things that are happening around us, but to be channels where that good news can flow through. Father, we, we are, <laughs> at times we can be very weak fickle, fable, but we know that, Lord, you've made us strong. And so we look to you for our strength. We look to you for the wisdom that we need. We look to you for our sustenance, Abba. We're so grateful for your presence. Thank you for your word. Thank you that you sent your word to heal us and deliver us, that we are free today. We just surrender. We say, I am yours. I'm your prize. (laughs) You You valued me so much that you gave your son and his blood has paid for me. We believe it today. This is the good news. We are free. And we celebrate that. In the name of Jesus, I command all sickness to go from the bodies of the body of Christ. I command mental illness in the name of Jesus to dissipate, disappear right now in Jesus' name. Every fear, every care, every 
Distraction leaves the minds of the body in this place online right now in Jesus' name. We do not give any room for the God of this world in our lives. We serve the one and true God, and he has made us free. Free from anxiety, free from fear, from doubt, from hurt, from pain, from guilt, from shame. We are free people today. Thank you, Father, for your anointing. Thank you for your presence. Father, speak through us today. Speak your words. Speak the words that you want to speak. We yield. We don't want to hear from a man. We desperately need to hear from you. So, Father, speak to us, we pray. In every word, in every photo, in every video clip, speak to us, we pray. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 It is such an honor. You can have a seat for just a minute. Just keep the lights dimmed. It's such an honor to be here again and to be back. As you know, we're kind of in and out, in and out, depending on the doors that God opens up around America and around the globe. We just got back um, six weeks ago from six weeks away in Europe. And it was incredible to think, you know, at the beginning of this year, we had nothing booked. Nothing, you know, because of COVID. There was, no, normally, we're booked one year ahead. We had nothing. Within weeks, we had our whole American tour booked and doors opened for us to go to Greece, to Greece, Croatia, Serbia, Bosnia, and North Macedonia. Come on. Thank you, guys. You can go. And so I've got a little video clip that we've stuck together. It, it's, it hopefully will give you a bit of an understanding of what we've been up to. And then I'm going to just share with you today.
Amen. In Acts chapter 16, the Apostle Paul on his second missionary journey was forbidden by the Holy Spirit to take the gospel into Asia and he's diverted to Europe. While in Troas, a vision came to him in the night. And we pick up the narrative in Acts chapter 16 and verse 9. And it says, And a vision appeared to Paul in the night. It's amazing what can come in the night. It's amazing what can happen in the, the most darkest moment of our lives. And a vision came to Paul in the night. A man from Macedonia stood and pleaded with him saying, come over to Macedonia to help us. Now after he had seen the vision, immediately he sought to go to Macedonia, concluding that the Lord had called him to preach the gospel. The gospel means what? Good news. Remember that today. Verse 11 says, Therefore sailing from Troas, we ran a straight course to Smotheris, and the next day came to Neapolis, and from there to Philippi, which is the foremost city of that part of Macedonia. And we were staying in that city for some days. Let's have a visual look at that on, on the map that we have here. You have the map? <laughs> Forward. Back a little bit. Uh, I need to get this better. Just okay, let it go from there. Press play from there. Press play from the no. Go back to, to the, okay, let that go. Let it go. Let it go, let it go. It's going to come. I'm sure it's going to come. It has to come. There it is, my gosh. So Troas, can you see Troas? Yes. So Paul goes from Troas to Smother Race to Neapolis and then to Philippi, and you see this island called Thassos, yeah? See Thassos? That's where we were based for six weeks. And we went in and out, in and out, in and out. Just read on. Oh, no, continue on. And so, next one, just let the thing just run on through. I just stuck this together. Here is the island here. This is it. Let it run through. This is Philippi. This is how it is today. It's a bit dark. This is the river where Lydia was baptized. You remember that? So here I'm. I've got. I've just did this uh, music video, and I'm in that. And so this is where she was baptized. The first convert who gave her heart to Jesus. It's amazing. Here's the prison where Paul and Silas. This is the ruins after the earthquake. Come on. Amen. So. Come on. Verse 
13. And it says, And on the Sabbath day we went out of the city to the river to pray. And we sat down and we spoke to the woman. Now a, a certain woman named Lydia heard us. She was a seller of purple who worshipped God. The Lord opened her heart to heed the things spoken of by Paul. And when she and her household were baptized, she begged us saying, If you have judged me to be faithful, come to my house and say, stay. Now it happened as we went to prayer, a certain slave girl possessed with a demon spirit who brought her master's much profit. This girl followed Paul and us and cried out saying, These men... The servants are the servants of the Most High who proclaim to us the way of salvation. Can you imagine that spirit knew exactly who Paul was? Come on. But Paul, being greatly annoyed, turned and said unto that spirit, I command you in the name of Jesus to come out of her. And, that, and he came out of her that very hour. But when her masters saw that their hope of profit was gone, <laughs> they seized Paul and Silas, dragged them into the market to the authorities, and they brought them before the magistrates and said, These men, being Jews, exceedingly trouble our city. And they teach the customs which is not lawful for us. He says, Then the multitude rose up together against them. And it says, and when they had laid many stripes on them, they threw them into prison, commanding the jailer to keep them securely. Having, having received such a charge, he put them into the inner, inner prison and fastened, fastened their feet into stocks. But at midnight, come on people. But at midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing to God and the prisoners were listening and suddenly there was a great earthquake. You saw what the earthquake did. Suddenly there was a great earthquake. So the foundations of the prison were shaken and immediately all the doors were opened and everyone's chains were loosed. I'm here to tell you something today that no matter what you're going through, no matter what you're facing, no matter how dark it is, if you will lift up your voice to Jesus, if you will praise Him, if you will shout out His name, in His name, you and I can be free. In His name, you and I can be whole. In His name, you and I can be loosed. If you believe it, shout Jesus. No matter how hopeless your situation is, no matter how dark it is around us, Today we are reminded that salvation is through Jesus. There is no other name. And in a world flooded with darkness and flooded with bad news, the gospel of Jesus Christ is good news. The gospel of Jesus Christ is freedom from sickness, from disease, from fear, from hurt, from pain, from guilt, from shame. But we've got to believe. We've got to believe. In order to receive the freedom that God has for us, we've got to believe. At the time of Paul's trip to Europe, the Roman Empire controlled the known 
world with an iron fist. Europe was enslaved. The people were enslaved. And so Paul arrives to Philippi with a message from heaven. Philippi is named after, after, after Alexander the Great's father. Philip the Macedonian. Outside the city of the wall, Lydia gives her life and her family gets saved. Paul and Silas are beaten, but, but God sets them free. As they worshipped Him, as they honoured Him, as they glorified Him, they were free. They, 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 were, they were loosed. And, as we, and as, as we stood there, gazing upon what you just saw, as I looked at the Bible and the location where Paul and Silas were set free, as I looked upon the river where Lydia was baptized and gave her life to Jesus, two emotions gripped my heart. One was in awe. I was in awe. I'm standing at the place where God's Word spoke, where His Word recorded. This, it was, it was phenomenal. I'm standing looking at the location where these people first found Jesus, where the Apostle Paul had, 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 had come from Troas and Smotherus. He had given his life to bring truth to these people. And I'm looking at what's in the Word of God. It's epic. It's epic. This emotion of just, I'm just like in awe. But the next emotion is soberness. I feel this great sense of sobriety as I look around and I see Philippi in ruins. As I look around and I see Macedonia in ruins. As, I, as we travel all over Bosnia, Serbia and hear the stories of the wars and all, all that the people have been through in my heart, it's, my heart was, was, was just uh, uh, saddened and grieved because on, every, on, on almost every hilltop is a cross. On, on every corner are people doing this. The evidence and the reality of God is everywhere. But is there faith? Is there faith? Is there faith? Hebrews 4, 1 to 3, it says, Therefore, since a promise remains of entering His rest, let us fear, lest any of you seem to come short of it, for indeed, the gospel was preached to us as well as to them. But the word, listen carefully, but the word they heard did not profit them, not being mixed with faith. Revelation knowledge that is not mixed with faith becomes philosophy. And does not profit us. I'll say it again. Revelation information, not revelation knowledge of God. That is not mixed with faith and belief. It becomes philosophy and doesn't profit us anything. 
And so as we were walking through the Balkan states, as we were meeting the people and hearing their stories, as we looked on the mountaintops, we saw the crosses. As we saw the people walking around doing this, doing this, doing this. And yet inside you could see the pain. You could see the guilt. You could see the shame. You could see the fear. There was no freedom anywhere. And as I gaze upon America, as I gaze upon my own country, I fear, as Paul said, I fear that same thing is happening here. I'm here to tell you today, it's important that you and I mix faith with the Word of God. We've got to mix our faith. We've got to use faith to cause the Word of God to come alive. That everything that that good news gives us would begin to live and breathe in our families. America was founded on so much of the good news of Jesus. And it's time for America and the people to be reminded of where they came from. It's time for New Zealanders and the Western civilization to be reminded of what Jesus has done for all of us and believe it for goodness sake. Believe. Would you believe? Say believe. Believe. We've got to believe. Paul said, lest let us fear, lest we fall short of entering the rest of God. There's a rest for all of us today. There's a rest. You say, but what, but, but, you don't know what I've been through. You don't know what I'm going through. Listen, we're all going through the same battle, but there's a rest in the Lord because we have an Abba who watches over us. We are His. We're His prize. We're His purchase. Man seems to be placing his trust in man's words rather than God's. And the problem is this. Whoever we put our trust in, we become servants to. Psalms 27 says, Some trust in chariots, some in horses, but we will remember the name of the Lord our God. Will anybody in this building remember His name? Will anybody remember he, what He did yesterday, 20 years ago? 20 kilometers away from Philippi, we were invited to go and to minister to the people in the region. 20 kilometers from Philippi. We're invited to go to and to minister to a group of people. Now, the church in Greece has been outdoors for two years since the COVID. That's why everything you see, almost everything, we're on a hilltop, we're on a, we're on a balcony, we're at the sea, we're outdoors. Why? Because the government don't mind you going to a strip club. The government don't mind you going to a pub or a bar, but the churches, you've got to be 15, 15 square meters apart from each other. For two years. And so we're meeting outdoors. And so here I am, I'm standing 20 kilometers, people, from Philippi. And I've got about 80 people out there. And as I'm about to get out to 
preach and to witness and to share, the pastor says to me, he says to me, the, most, of the peop, most people here don't believe that the Holy Spirit moved any further than the book of Acts. Come on. And so I get up there. <laughs> and I open with this. Acts chapter 1 and verse 8 says this. But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the I said, people of Greece, I am honored to be here with you today. But I'm here to tell you that I am proof that this word is alive today. I come from New Zealand, which is the furthest most point from when this word was spoken. I have seen the Holy Spirit work. I have heard the Holy Spirit work. I have felt the Holy Spirit work. I've seen the, I've seen the deaf ears open. I've seen the people healed from epilepsy. I've seen the signs. I've seen the wonders. I've seen the miracles. People of Greece, God, His Spirit didn't end with the book of Acts. It began with the book of Acts, and he's alive here today. And the, pe the people are like, and so I take them, I take them to King David, who foretold of the good news of Jesus. And I told them, like I want to share with all of us here today, to be reminded of the good news of Jesus. For goodness sake, don't let the bad news in the world uh, 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 take away the good news of Jesus. So I go here, very simple. You know why? Because King David foretold of the good news. King David foretold of Jesus. And he says in Psalms 103, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless His holy name, and forget not what? All His benefits. I said, people of Greece, God gave His Son Jesus, and with His Son Jesus are benefits. With His Son Jesus is life. With His Son Jesus is good news. What is the good news? Well, let's have a look. He says, who forgives all your iniquities. Number one, He forgives all your iniquities, not some. For goodness sake, stop holding on to the past. Stop holding on to yesterday's sin. Allow the Holy Spirit to wash you and sanctify you and make you whole today in Greece, all over the world. Years ago, you've probably heard the story. I was speaking in a, in a church in Bend, Oregon. And after I'm done speaking, a girl comes up to me. She says, sir, can I please talk to you? I said, sure. She comes up and she says, three years ago, your band Red Rain came to my high school. Three years ago. I said, wow. She said, I came to your concert completely stoned. I said, really? She said, I was a heroin addict. I said, wow. She said, while I was in the mosh pit jumping up and down, as you were singing, I fell on my face and I was instantly sobered. She said, I gave my life to Jesus and I've not touched a drug since that day. Come on, people. And the, what was the most craziest thing is that she got free, the Holy Spirit uh, set her free before she received Jesus. Figure that one out. Figure that one out. You got to know this. 
You got I you, we we've got to understand that God's love is so much greater than what we could ever imagine. Ultimately, it's it's our choice. It's our choice whether we believe him or not. It's our choice whether that girl continues to follow Jesus or not. But his passion, his desire is for you and I to be a free people, not a bound people. You say, oh, man, you're kind of passionate. Man, I live, I live my life like this. I cannot be not passionate. How can you not be not passionate about how can you not be not passionate about God? He says, so he, he forgives all our iniquities. So why do we hold on to them? Stop holding on to them. Number two, he says he 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 heals all your diseases. People of Greece, He heals all your diseases. I told them the story when I was younger, 16 years of age. I had this incredible encounter with, with the Holy Spirit. And from that, then on, I would, I would just have these dreams. And I'm dreaming and dreaming and dreaming. And in the middle of the night, I would have these dreams. And, and in the dreams, I'm singing and, 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 and as I'm singing, I'm seeing people are getting healed. And I would wake up and tears are just rolling down my face. And I'm, I'm thinking, wow, that would be so amazing if that could happen. Fast forward now 23 years. People just come up afterwards and talk and say, hey, can I talk to you like the girl? Another, a year and a half ago, a young lady comes up to me. And she says, sir, can I talk to you? I say, yes. She says to me, Last year you came and you did a night of worship at my church. She, she said, I felt something as you, as you were singing. I felt something come upon me and I felt something leave me. She said to me, the next day I go to the doctor to get tested. I have been an epileptic all my life. She said, I go to the doctor. The doctor holds me back for two more days trying to find my epilepsy. She said, I... I he's, she said, I have not had a seizure for one whole year. I'm totally healed. Is that not good news? Now, my mother died of cancer. But she's still free. She's free. We believed. We prayed. But she's free. And I'm free. You can be free. We can all be free. This is the good news of the gospel of Jesus. It says here, He heals all your diseases. He redeems your life from destruction. How many of us have had destruction come across our pathway? In some form, all of us at some moment have had destruction walk across our path. The Bible says He redeems our life from all destruction. That's good news. Say good news. It says, Who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies, who satisfies your mouth with good things. Who is our supplier? Family, I, we, we, we just got back from Europe in the middle of a pandemic. We went to Greece in the red zone, people. And we didn't do this. We did this all the way. Hello. If you're this, good luck. Do whatever you want. 
But we didn't have to do this. We just did this all the way. God prepared a way for us. He protected us. He looked after us. And we're here to tell the story. My God takes care of me. My God looks after me. My God makes a way for me. We came to Bosnia and we met a pastor. And Bosnia has 5 million people and 400 evangelical Christians. 90% Muslim. Then you got Orthodox and then you got the Catholics. This pastor started an evangelical Holy Spirit church 30 years ago. The war started. Yugoslavia split up. The war started. He had to leave and come back to America. The church dissolved. And the stories of what people went through. You know, people couldn't cook in the kitchen because... Sarajevo is in a valley and there's mountains all around. Snipers are sitting up on the mountains hitting people, civilians in the kitchen. So the people had to cook their food in the hallway. One of the members of his church was in the army and he, and he, he had a grenade here and a sniper hits the grenade, he blows up. ISIS is training in the, the mountains today, allowed to. But in the midst of it, you've got this man who has good news in his belly. Come on, somebody. Who's got good news in his heart and he's ready to tell the people of Sarajevo about Jesus. Come on. The good news is far, far stronger and far greater than any bad news around our lives. He crowns us with loving kindness. He satisfies our mouth with good things so that our youth is renewed like an eagle. How many here today, you need your youth to be renewed like an eagle? How many of us, we need that? Isaiah 52, 7 says, How beautiful upon the mountains are the feet of him who brings good news who proclaims peace, who brings glad tidings of good things, who proclaims salvation, who says to Zion, your God reigns, our God reigns. Romans 10, 14. How then shall they call on Him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in Him of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? Come on, preacher. I'm not a preacher. You're a preacher. Can you open your mouth? You're a preacher. I'm a preacher. You're a preacher. We're all preachers. You're a preacher, young lady. You are a preacher. Can you open your mouth? I bet you can open your mouth. She can open her mouth. Can you talk? She can talk. I can talk. We're all vessels that the Holy Spirit wants to move through to bring the gospel, the good news of Jesus into our society, into our neighborhood, into our planet. The world needs to hear the good news and not the bad news. They need need to hear the good tidings. They need to hear about Jesus. Who will go? Who will go? Who will bypass fear and move and press out and share the good news of Jesus? It says, and how shall they preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the gospel of peace who bring glad tidings 
of good things. Let's all stand together. Let's all stand together. Father God, today we thank you for for the gospel of Jesus. Father God, today we thank you that it is good news. We thank you for the Apostle Paul who obeyed the call, who had eyes to see and ears to hear as the man from Macedonia called him over. And because of his obedience, Father, the gospel got into Europe. And from Europe it went into the United Kingdom, went into America, went into New Zealand and Australia. Father, the gospel, the good news of Jesus was heard. We're living in a time in history where you, you are calling for your body to be channels of this good news. That it's not just one or two of us, but a body, a company of people who's willing to go and be sent into the neighborhoods, into those around us, to be a witness of this reality. As every eye is shut and every head is bowed, can you hear the clarion call of heaven? Can you hear the Spirit of God calling and saying, will, will you go for me? Will you preach? Will you sing? Will you speak the good news for me? He's calling for us, all of us. So if you're here today and you hear that call and you would say, here I am, send me. Here I am, I give my life afresh. I want to go. I want to be someone that is a vessel that the good news can speak through, that the good news can sing through, that the good news can preach through. If that is you today, lift your hand straight up in there. Straight up in there. Father, you see every hand in this room. It's an army of people. And in the name of Jesus, Lord, I pray for boldness in every heart. I pray for for the cry of your Spirit to just permeate every part of our being and that we would leave aside all the distractions of the world around us and that we would say, I am yours. I am your prize. I belong to you. I can't do it on my own strength, but in the name of Jesus, I can do all things through Christ who gives me the strength. And so today, Father, we give you our hearts afresh. We surrender our lives unto you afresh. And we say, here I am. Send me. Here I am. Use me. Here I am. Move through me. Thank you for boldness. Thank you for courage. Thank you for the wisdom. Thank you for eyes that see and ears that hear. In the name of Jesus, thank you for those who have gone before us and have given their lives, we give our lives afresh to you. Jesus. As we are just worshiping there, Michael just shared that word out of Psalms 103. Bless the Lord, O my soul, who forgives all of our iniquities, who heals all of our diseases. Felt the Spirit of God give me two words. One was arthritis, the other was glaucoma. So if you're battling in any area of that, with any of that, anybody has that, come up here right now. We're going to pray for you. But it also says that He heals all of our diseases. And this is what the Word says. These signs follow them that believe. They'll lay their hands on the sick. 
and they will recover. Amen? Hallelujah. So we're going to stand on the Word. We hear the Word, but then we want to stand on the Word. Amen? Come on, right up here. You need prayer? If, you have, if it's arthritis or glaucoma, come right up here. Come on, right over here. Come on. Whoever had that, right over here. In that area right now. Hallelujah. And I need everybody in the congregation. The Bible says, pray one for another that you may be healed. Pray one for another that you may be healed. So this is the body of Christ. We're all members one of another. And we're praying one for another. We're going to anoint these with oil. We're going to pray the prayer of faith. God only reveals to heal. Every time God gives a word of knowledge, he reveals something so he can begin to heal that. So right now, those of you that are up here for prayer, I want you to begin thanking him right now. Begin thanking him. He's your God. He's your healer. Bless the, the, listen what bless the Lord, O my soul. So begin to bless the Lord, O my soul. Begin to bless him. Begin to thank him right now for his healing power working in your life. If you need healing in any area of your body, any other area, come on both sides of these people right over here. We're just going to lay hands on you real quickly. Michael's leading us. We're just going to worship the Lord. But the Bible says that God says, call for the elders. Let them anoint them with oil. Let them pray the prayer of faith. Come on, I'm just praying the prayer of faith this morning. Believe in God. responding to the Holy Spirit. Come on, He's still alive today. He's still a God of miracles. He's still a God of power. still a God of provision in Jesus' name.